Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. When Christopher Watts stepped into that courtroom, he had no emotion walking towards his seat. But as soon as the judge started to speak about his plea agreement, that's when he broke down and started crying. And for all nine counts that he pleaded guilty to, he was in between cries. And now, with everything that's happened, Shanann's family might be able to move forward and have some closure. You were just hearing reporting from inside the courtroom. That was Denver 7's Tom Hoppo. You know what? Save the tears, Christopher Watts. Just save the tears. Quit (laughs) in court between each guilty plea. You murdered your pregnant wife with your first boy. Okay, Nico. You murdered her and you murdered your two little girls, Bella and Celeste. Then, to hide your crime so you could go and continue your sex affair with a co-worker, you hid their bodies, the little girl's precious bodies, in crude oil containers where you worked. And you buried your loving wife, who called you her hero, in a shallow grave. You escaped the death penalty 
only because her family showed you mercy. So don't cry now. As a matter of fact, this may be a good story for you to tell over dinner with Satan in hell. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, the latest out of a Colorado courtroom. Three-time killer Christopher Watts sobs through a guilty plea. Straight out to Ellen Killorin, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Ellen, start at the beginning. What happened in court? Well, we learned just late last week that Chris Watts was due for a surprise appearance in court almost two weeks before the scheduled status hearing. We didn't know until he showed up in court wearing a bulletproof vest that he was ready to plead guilty to killing his pregnant wife and his two daughters less than three months after they were killed and after he had denied his culpability in interviews with police. To me, I thought this was a a stunning and early decision. Following up on what Ellen Kaloran just said, yes, he denied it. Who will forget his tearful plea on his back porch begging for the kidnapper to bring home his wife and two little girls. Listen. Shannon, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just, just just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with without anybody here. Please bring her back. And, and it wasn't like her not to answer a phone call or a text. And when her friend Nicole showed up, at the door, I was just like, all right, something, something's up. And uh, I came home, and it was like I walked into a ghost town. Like, everything, she wasn't here. Kids weren't here. It was like, it was just, they were here, and then they were gone. Like, Shanann, Bella, and Celeste, if you're out there, please, just come home. You know what? It just makes my skin crawl to listen to this guy begging for his wife and children to come home when he's the one that murdered them and put their bodies in crude oil containers and in a shallow grave. You are hearing from Chris Watts begging for his family's return. He was talking to Denver 7's Thomas Hoppell. You know, it's... It's hard for me to hear that. To Dr. Brian Russell, psychologist and lawyer, host of Investigation Discovery's hit series, Fatal Vows. Dr. Brian, to hear him, he was about to break down in his plea for their return. And now he's crying in court as he pleads guilty to three murders. Four, if you count the unborn baby boy. I mean, his tears mean nothing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Let this be another lesson uh, going all the way back to our discussions during the Casey Anthony case uh, about how, you know, tears... Uh, even when they're genuine, don't necessarily mean what they may uh, appear to mean. It, you know, people could be genuinely upset about the fact that they're about to go to prison for the rest of their life and crying and and playing it off as you know they're they're upset about uh, missing the the missing person. I actually, uh, you said if you count the unborn baby. The only, the only thing I love about this is I absolutely count the unborn baby. And I'm very glad to hear that he is being, uh, he's pleading guilty and being convicted of an additional murder for the unborn baby. Because to me, that life is no less valuable than the lives of the three and four year old. The only thing I don't understand about this is why he even really wants to avoid the death penalty. You're going to spend the rest of your life in a box. Why in the, why do you even want to stay here for another 50 years? Let me ask you about 
that uh, to Ellen Kaloran with CrimeOnline.com where you can find this and every other crime and justice story. I know he pled guilty to murdering his pregnant wife and their two children, Bella and Celeste. Did he plead guilty to the death of baby Nico? He pleaded guilty to all of the counts against him, including the death of the unborn child. You know, I, I, I just can't hear this enough. Listening to him, begging for their return. Listen to this. Shannon, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just, just just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with without anybody here. Please bring her back. And, and it wasn't like her not to answer a phone call or a text. And when her friend Nicole showed up, at the door, I was just like, all right, something, something's up. And uh, I came home, and it was like I walked into a ghost town. Like, everything, it, she wasn't here. Kids weren't here. It was like, it was just, they were here, and then they were gone. Like, Shanann, Bella, and Celeste, if you're out there, please, just come home. You are hearing Chris Watts begging for the return of his family, but only he knew they were already dead. Kathleen Murphy it's so, uh, there's so many layers to this. His wife had just gotten a very important job. She had to travel a lot. And part of it was keeping up the the pretense of a luxurious lifestyle uh, to, to basically enlist other people to join the company. And I think that rubbed him the wrong way, that she was making it on her own. And... When you looked at them from the outside looking in, they lived this perfect, beautiful life. Kathleen Murphy, when I hear him begging for their return, the same way he teared up in court, it just makes my skin crawl. He's lying. He's lying so horribly about his dead wife. Nancy, when I practice as a divorce attorney, I see this a lot where people are putting out a false image. And I wish people would just realize it is okay to be broke. It is okay to be mediocre. It is okay to leave your spouse. And as I say, he it doesn't surprise me that he pled guilty in criminal court. He didn't want a trial. The purpose of this murder in the first place was he wanted to avoid all of this coming out in family court. He doesn't want it to come out in criminal court either. Christopher Watts pleading guilty to murder in court as he sobs for himself. My daddy is a hero. He helps me grow up strong. He helped me um, snuggle too. He reads me books. He ties my shoes. If you're a hero, You are hearing Chris Watts' uh, four-year-old daughter, Bella, in the back seat of the family car, singing a hero song to her dad. That was just a couple of months before he murdered Bella, her sister Celeste, his wife Shanann, who was pregnant with their first son, Nico. In the last hours, in a surprise move, Watts pleads guilty to nine charges, including three first-degree murders, the murder of his wife, 
his daughter Bella, his daughter Celeste, and he pleads guilty to unlawful termination of a pregnancy. Now, in exchange for this plea, he will not face the death penalty. And that is according to what Weld County District Attorney Michael Rourke tells us. Now, what do we know about why Ellen Caloran, CrimeOnline.com, why the state decided to spare him the death penalty and let him plead guilty? Well, Nancy, what we know is that Shannon's family was involved at some level with this, on some level with this decision. They were in court on Tuesday, and they had been in conversation with the district attorney and Chris Watts' defense team. They are going to be spared a murder trial which, in which Chris Watts would likely try and tell more and more and more lies and just continue the trauma of what they're experiencing. So we know that at a certain point, Chris Watts's, Chris Watts's own attorneys told him, you don't have a case here. You don't have an argument here. You're going to jail for the rest of your life, and that's the best case scenario for you. Take a listen to what happened inside the courtroom. The decision was made about four days ago. Christopher Watts showed up in court today wearing a bulletproof vest. Shanann Watts's family was also there to hear Watts plead guilty to all nine counts against him. I think that there was a combination of relief extraordinary sadness that we ever had to have that conversation in the first place. Um, And I can only say that I hope there is a sense of closure. Everything about Chris Watts' story he told us in an interview in August is all thrown out. Did you guys get into an argument before she left? It wasn't wasn't like an argument. We had an emotional conversation, but I'll leave it at that. But it's, I just want them back. (laughs) I I just want them to come back. And if... If they're not safe right now, that's what's that's what's tearing me apart. You are hearing our friend at Denver 7, Tom Huppow, and he was reporting inside the courtroom describing what happened as Chris Watts pled guilty. Closure. Dr. Brian Russell, you're not only a lawyer but a psychologist, host of ID's Fatal Vow series. For a murder victim's family, there's no such thing as closure. It never ends. That follows you the rest of your life, it affects every single thing you do from that point on. Your career decisions, where you live, how you raise your children, everything is affected by that crime. There is no closure. It never ends. Well, that's right. I don't really like these kinds of psychobabble words like closure and codependent and, and uh, toxic people and these, these things. But I, I understand what people mean when they say uh, people do like there to be uh, finality, at least to the legal process. Uh, I think it's absolutely... Um, you know, it's paralyzing to people's lives when, uh, remember like when Natalie Holloway went missing and the body was never found and I felt so horrible for her mother because I just feel like you're just in this sort of state of paralysis when there's no finality. But you're absolutely right. Even when there's finality to the legal process and somebody is held accountable for what they've done to your loved one, you never get over it. Uh, it's not as if that brings your loved one back or, or brings you to a point where uh, you're, you're not going to think about it anymore. You just, you get on. 
uh, with life uh, without the person, unfortunately, and you try to make it as best as it can be. But you're absolutely right. You never get over it. But why no death penalty? At first, I was stunned, but then I learned the answer. Take a listen. He's facing five life sentences for the murder of his wife and two daughters, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste. He even pleaded guilty to unlawful termination of a pregnancy of their unborn son, Nico. Sandy said it very, very poignantly to me. She said he made the choice to take those lives. I do not want to be in a position of making the choice to take his. Out of respect for Shanann's family, we didn't approach them for comment. Obviously, the tragedy that sits before us today is the loss of four beautiful lives. And no matter what happens today, no matter what happens at a sentencing hearing down the road, we can't get them back. You know, um, when he referred to Sandy, you're hearing the district attorney refer to Sandy saying that he, Chris Watts, took her daughter's life. She did not want to make that same decision. That was obviously Shanann's mother. Take a listen to what the Colorado District Attorney Michael Rourke tells us. Mr. Watts entered a plea of guilty to all nine counts in the original complaint and information. Uh, those counts include murder in the first degree after deliberation as to Shanann Watts, murder in the first degree as to Bella Watts, murder in the first degree as to Celeste Watts, unlawful termination of a pregnancy as it relates to Nico Watts, and three counts of unlawful uh, tampering with a deceased human body. There was a sentencing agreement that calls for the defendant to be um, sentenced to the Department of Corrections for the remainder of his natural life as to counts one, two, and three. All of those sentences will run consecutively to one another. There's also an agreement that whatever sentence the court imposes as to count six will also run consecutively to counts one through three. The remainder of the sentencing um, will be left to the discretion of the court. That sentencing will occur November 19th uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. That makes a big difference to Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina lawyer. If sentences run consecutively or concurrently, concurrently means all at one time, at the same time, consecutive means one life sentence after the next life sentence after the next life sentence. So it's very important that this district attorney had the wherewithal to think to have the sentences run consecutively. I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier. This guy will never see the light of day. And if you look through the Internet and you see the postings of just your average Joe, Everybody believes that he'll probably be murdered in prison because of what he did to these beautiful children. Well, you know, some people can only hope for that. We always hear, oh, this will happen to him in prison. Sadly, that hardly ever happens. I can only think of two off the top of my head where it happened. There was um, Jeffrey Dahmer who was killed behind bars. And then there was a priest, and he happened to meet up with a guy he molested behind bars, and he was murdered. Ouch. So Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Oh, yeah, and then there's Bulger, which just happened. But those three are really the only three I can think of. There may, may be more where there's, quote, jailhouse justice. Um, Nancy, can I, I know, say something about consecutive sentences? Yeah, jump in. Uh, I just want to say, everybody who's listening, uh, when you're thinking about uh, you know, who, who would make a good uh, district attorney, for example, in your jurisdiction, one of the things that I would love to hear more of them saying is, we need legislatures across this country to get rid of concurrent 
sentencing. And the reason is because it's basically giving you uh, twofers and threefers and fourfers. You know, if you commit three crimes, pay the price of one. You assault three people and you get convicted of all three assaults, but then the sentences run concurrently. So basically you pay the price for one assault. That's insane. Uh, we, we, you, you, you do the crime, you pay the price, you pay, you do three assaults, you pay for one, you pay for the second one, you pay for the third one is to me, the only obvious and logical way that it ought to work. Take a listen to four-year-old Bella singing to her dad before he murdered her. My daddy is a hero. He helps me grow up strong. He helped me, um, Mr. Wren and I flew out to North Carolina uh, about three weeks ago and spent quite a bit of time with the Rusick family talking about the state of the death, the, uh, death penalty in Colorado, the realities of the death penalty. We explained to them um, the extraordinary delays that currently exist in the state of Colorado as the result of, in part, the actions of our current governor. We discussed the fact that an individual by the name of Nathan Dunlap was convicted and sentenced to death in 1996 and is still alive today. Um, we discussed all of the possible um, consequences, delays, penalties, time frames, and I hope I'm saying this accurately. I know they'll correct me if I am wrong, um, but they were very strongly in favor of a resolution in this case. Um, short of the death you are hearing the Weld County District Attorney Michael Rourke speaking about Chris Watts's guilty pleas. He traveled Rourke all the way to North Carolina from Colorado to speak to Shanann's parents and brother and explain to them how long it would take to actually implement the death penalty. The family made the decision to go for life behind bars versus the death penalty. When I first heard about this plea, which was a big surprise to the public, I was shocked that the state was not going forward with the death penalty. In such a heinous case, Chris Watts murdered his wife, Shanann, pregnant with their first boy, Nico, and his two little daughters, Celeste and Bella. He then put the girls' bodies in crude oil containers where he worked at an oil company and buried his wife, Shanann, in a shallow grave so he could carry on his sex affair with a co-worker. Then made a tearful plea to the public about, please come home. Wah, wah. Not impressed. Then he choked up and snotted all over everybody in court pleading guilty to the murders. Now, what a juxtaposition. Listen to Shanann's Facebook video she had just posted telling her daughters she was going to have a new baby. Guess what, girls? Mommy has a baby in her belly. Are you guys excited? Yes? Are you really excited? Oh, my goodness. Come give me hugs. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love you, girl. I got the baby a hug. You want to give the baby a hug? I love you, Bella. And it just breaks my heart 
hearing the little children's voices laughing. Now, listen to that in stark contrast to Shanann telling her husband, Chris Watts, she's pregnant. We did it again. <laughs> I like that shirt. Really? Really. That's awesome. So pink means... That's just the test. I know. It just says the pink is going to be girls. I don't know. Just the test. That's awesome. Guess, guess, guess when you want to, it happens. That's awesome. He says he knows he's having a sex affair with his coworker right then and talking about leaving his wife. Uh, you mean it's a girl? Because he already had two girls. Well, we know now it was Nico, a baby boy. But comparing the differences in their reactions to a new baby on the way. Joining me, in addition to Dr. Brian Russell from ID's Fatal Vows, Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, Ellen Kaloran, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com, is Vincent Hill, cop-turned-PI, author of Playbook to a Murder, Vincent you know, almost immediately the cops smelled a rat. How did they find the bodies? Well, Nancy, I think everybody from the beginning smelled the rat. I mean, he started out with, we we had an emotional conversation, but it's not an argument. Well, isn't an argument an emotional conversation, right? Because emotions are involved. So I think that's what tipped investigators off, that this guy may be involved. And to find out that he had, put the bodies of his little girls in crude oil. That's just heartbreaking, even for seasoned investigators, Nancy. I'm sure that's something they were not expecting. You know, it doesn't take long to figure out, to ferret out evidence of an affair. And as every defense attorney will argue, an affair does not make you a murderer. But how many times in domestic murders is one of the parties having an affair to Ellen Kaloran with CrimeOnline.com. What have we learned about, let's just say, his, um, oh gosh, exciting's not the right word, his very busy social life? Well, Nancy, you're right. He, it does appear that he was very, very busy. Uh, law enforcement has confirmed at least one ongoing affair with a co-worker that was happening at the very same time that his wife and children were murdered. But we've also heard from uh, two other people who claimed to have had a sexual affair with Chris Watts in the last, the year or two before his murders. And it sounds like if those people are telling the truth, he was having multiple affairs at the same time. You know, uh, Ellen Kaloran, uh, investigative reporter, he cried and snotted the whole way through his guilty plea. Is it true that he never once met the eyes of Shanann's family? That is what we're hearing. And Nancy, I think that he was crying for himself. What does that say to you, to Dr. Brian Russell? It's still all about him. I mean, why could he just get a divorce? Uh, why was it all about him having a new lifestyle? Well, this is the number one 
reason why people end up on my show uh, on Fatal Vows because they're having an, an affair or they they've had an affair or they've get caught having an affair. And so uh, that's always the question, you know, why didn't they just get divorced? And it actually shows it actually compounds the lesson into just how how extreme the selfishness is at the core of the sociopath when you really think about, well, why didn't they? Obviously, they knew that was an option, but then what would have happened? Then he would have been divorced. He would have had three kids to support off living in another. He would would have had to fund two households, uh, be paying child support. God forbid he would have had to have the kids maybe with him some of the time, which would have cramped his style. And so for him, cleaning his slate of that family, wiping them away as if they were, they were, uh, you know, uh, useless, uh, pieces of trash, uh, and and that's literally how he disposed of them, throwing them into oil tanks uh, so that he could ostensibly move on with his sex affair, as you said. You're right. It's just, I mean, it's hard for most of us to imagine that kind of selfishness. You know, how many times did this guy change his story, Ellen Killoran? First it was, we had an emotional discussion, and then she went missing. Where is she? Come home. Then it was, once the bodies were found at his workplace out in an oil field, he changed his story to what? His wife killed the girls after he told her he was leaving. Then he killed her in a rage. I mean, how often did his story change, Ellen? What were his stories? In the in a, the span of, of just a few days, he changed his story multiple times. He played the part initially and very unconvincingly of a, a husband and father who was missing his family and begging them to come home. Within the week, he had admitted that he had killed his pregnant wife after the so-called emotional conversation. Um, and then he tried to blame her for the deaths of his little girls. He said, that he saw her strangling one of the little girls while another one lay limp on a bed nearby looking blue and that he flew into a rage claiming to be in the defense of his daughters. But he never called 911. He never did anything to defend them because he's responsible for their deaths. Guess what, girls? Mommy has a baby in her belly. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Yes. Are you really excited? Oh my goodness. Come give me hugs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love you, girl. I got the baby a hug. You want to give the baby a hug? I love you, Bella. And I can only say that I hope there is a sense of closure. Um, I know that that will never be fully realized because obviously the tragedy that sits before us today is the loss of four beautiful lives. And no matter what happens today, no matter what happens at a sentencing hearing down the road, we can't get them back. Um, Sandy said it very, very poignantly to me. She said, um, he made the choice to take those lives. I do not want to be in a position of making the choice to take his. And so that's about as firmly as she could have said it to me. And and that was very compelling to all of us as we were talking about um, how to proceed on this case. We talked a lot about whether we would require him to come forward and give us what we believe to be 
complete, accurate, and truthful statement. I think all of those who were involved never truly believed that he would give us an accurate statement. What I can tell you most uh, affirmatively today by what happened in the courtroom is the spotlight that he tried to shine on Shanann falsely, incorrectly, and frankly a flat-out lie has been corrected. The spotlight shines directly where it belongs on him. You are hearing the Colorado District Attorney Michael Rourke speaking out about Christopher Watts's guilty plea in court. The family of uh, those related to Shanann Watts, the friends of Shanann Watts, distraught. While her husband, Christopher Watts, pleads guilty and cries for himself the entire way through it. You know, to Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, this is what you live and breathe. Family controversy, you know, usually not ending in murders, but this one all over an affair is so rare that someone not only kills their spouse, but their children too. Well, I believe that there was a trifecta of things going wrong. He's clearly a narcissist. He was clearly engaged in significant misbehavior. And then third, he just didn't want to own the reality of it all coming to a head. I see this all the time, Nancy, social media all the time. I can get on my soapbox about this, but people need to get off of social media and live their real life. To Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, what role did finances play? Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, said basically trifecta of family problems erupted into murder. What about finances? Well, as Kathleen said, it's obvious that Chris Watts was a narcissist. And in the last couple of years of Shannon Watts's life, she started to become very independent, financially independent and financially powerful on her own. She was making around $80,000 a year, which is a very good salary for that part of Colorado. And we know that Chris Watts's salary actually declined over the years. We don't know why. So there was a point where she was surpassing her husband. I'll tell you why. Because he was philandering too much and not focusing on his family and his job. He was too busy out having affairs. That's just one observation, Ellen. I think that's a very good observation, and we know that that is exactly what was going on. So Chris Watts was not providing for his family. He was only providing for himself. You know, to Vincent Hill, private investigator, former cop, author of Playbook to a Murder, now creator of Fall of a Titan podcast. Vincent, uh, listen to this. The district attorney says, quote, I don't know how I could have sat in Sandy, that's Shanann's mom, kitchen, and asked her to commit the next 25 years of her life to a criminal justice system without any assurance the sentence would ever actually be imposed. That's a really hard thing to tell a victim's family, a murder victim's family, that, yeah, you might get the death sentence, but it will probably, very likely, never be imposed. That's hard, Vincent Hill. Yeah, that's a hard conversation, Nancy. In Colorado, they do have a very relaxed uh, death penalty, if you will, you know, but I, I got to give it to the family, to uh, Shanann's family, to say, hey, we don't want the death penalty. That's That takes a lot of strength, even in what they lost, Nancy. That takes a lot of strength to say, we, we're not even seeking the death penalty. 
we want this guy to spend the rest of his life in prison. So that's a testament to the type of people Shanann's family is. You know, to Kathleen Murphy, I don't know what this means, Kathleen. Um, I'm not a shrink. I'm just a trial lawyer and a mom. But to murder your wife, your pregnant wife, your two baby girls, ages three and four, and then try to put the blame on your wife, claiming she murdered the little girls and that she saw through the nanny cams, she was strangling them, and then you ran in in a rage and killed her. You know, um, what level of deception and cruelty and evil is that, that you would not only kill your wife with your bare hands and your two little children and then try to blame her. She's the bad person while you're the one screwing around. Number one, Nancy, I cannot even conceive of it. I, I, I can't conceive of it. But number two, I cannot conceive of the pain her parents and her brother must have felt when that information came out of that jerk's mouth. Unfathomable. Here's the very latest in the Chris Watts murder trial. Here's Denver 7, Thomas Hoppo. When Christopher Watts stepped into that courtroom, he had no emotion walking towards his seat. But as soon as the judge started to speak about his plea agreement, that's when he broke down and started crying. And for all nine counts that he pleaded guilty to, he was in between cries. And now... With everything that's happened, Shanann's family might be able to move forward and have some closure. Move forward and have closure. I don't know about that. You know, sometimes we trial lawyers think we've seen it all. And then comes along Christopher Watts. I don't know what malice was in his heart and in his mind. But I know this. It was all about him and the life he wanted to lead. His wife and little children are dead. He will serve the rest of his life behind bars unless through some legal wrangling, uh, like in Charles Manson when the death penalty was declared unconstitutional and he got life and then he was possibly up for parole. You never know what's going to happen. My only comfort is that Shanann gave her children the happiest life possible. I'm signing off. Friend, but I want you to hear the joy in little Bella's voice. Guess what, girls? Mommy has a baby in her belly. Are you guys excited? Yes. Are you really excited? Oh my goodness. Come give me hugs. Oh. Oh. I love you, girl. I got the baby a hug. You want to give the baby a hug? I love you, Bella. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.